Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. All right, here we are. Welcome back, everybody, to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. For today, we are joined by Marina Manulik. Manulik? Manulik, yep. Manulik. Okay. Perfect. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's it's great to come back. I think yeah. we didn't see each other for three years. Yeah, it's been a long time. One of actually for for those of you <laughs> listening who are unfamiliar, uh, we we recorded a podcast episode with Marina. Uh, I think it was about a year and a half ago, actually, because that was when I first that was when I first started getting on the podcast, and mm-hmm. I actually was a co-host with John David at that time, and right. now <laughs> here I am. Up- upgrade, I love upgrade. it. Upgrade, uh, and also <laughs> upgrade new house from everyone who saw the last episode. We, we moved again. I ac- I actually moved to the new apartment as well, so we have completely different environment right now which is incredible. And um, I hope we can share a new information, like a new data. Absolutely. So for those who didn't see the first episode, why don't you remind our viewers, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get started in data? Sounds good. So I'm a business intelligence engineer for more than 12 years. I started my career back in Europe, got my computer science degree, and from the beginning started being involved heavenly in the business intelligence. Uh, I've been working with it in the healthcare uh, industry, then traveling industry, then e-commerce. Uh, it was um, really a different type of experience of data modeling, data visualization, uh, databases, different types of the platforms, technologies. So I truly can say that I definitely in my place, in my industry, and I love what I'm doing. And after that, I started to share my expertise. If you know something good, you do want to share it with other people so they become successful as well. So three years ago, I started 
to coach and do the mentorship programs for grad students, for the people who want to like to transition in this field. And also, if you want to upgrade or you're not feeling comfortable during the interviews. So this way, I started different courses and uh, happy to see right now people I get in the job after we've been working together. So this is something I really passionate about to share, like how you can achieve that. And hopefully I can give like pretty cool advices today. Yeah, that well, that's what we do here at Silverton. Yeah. I mean, we, we've noticed some of these same same issues that seemingly you've noticed with with education in the data field, and that maybe formal education doesn't cover all of the areas uh, of expertise that you need going into the field. Hundred percent. Yeah, a, a lot of it. A lot of it comes down to uh, struggling to break into the space. So I'd imagine uh, you teach a lot of entry level analysts. What, yes. what are some of the, What are some of the first things that you teach them? The first thing really depends. I'm trying to check their background. It's like I'm as a recruiter uh, to to see what they already uh, achieved, what they're familiar with, and what kind of uh, brain uh, type they have. Is it analytical or it's more communicational? So from here, we're jumping in in a different areas. Uh, if the person is more analytical, I'm going. I'm starting straight from the data modeling and a SQL part. This is where the person can very fast uh, get handy with his hands and really apply that knowledge to the real data. So he will feel feel comfortable during the interview because this is exactly what they're asking during the technical sessions. Right. If the right. person, if the person is more communicative, then you're more just a business analyst, or I would say product analyst. So you need to get better at selling the product. You need to get familiar, super cool with uh, uh, front end uh, as a data visualization tools, and then willing to answer the question, so what now? The businesses are interested, not like how you developed it, and now here you go, the ready dashboard, but what I can do with this. How you can show me, like, the tell me the exactly the insights, yeah. what I need to take in order to change in my business. So this is what product analysis are focusing on. You are a geek in your field and you know from the business perspective, like what you uh, need to share with your stakeholders. So yeah. it really, really depends. Well, but, a lot of a lot of people in mm -hmm. the in the data industry, especially in data science, which has been your experience, um, yeah. really struggle with that communication aspect side of things because they are more technical. So that's why the people have data engineering job. They do not. They want to skip the whole communication and working just the, with the hard uh, technologists. They doing beautiful data pipelines. They are. If, extremely important to the business. They're amazing architect, but they lack of the communication. But at the end of the day, somebody have to sell it. So the, that's another, like um, a list of the people who are really good at this, but they uh, have to learn a little bit more about the technologies and the, be very proficient with the business. We even had discussed that with uh, several of my managers. What is, what is better? To transition, or easy, I would say, to transition from 
their industry expert person and specialist to the technical role or vice versa from the technical role to transition to the business uh, geek expert. Yeah. How would you answer that? I would what, say, what would I mean, I would say the way that I got started was I, it was a little bit untraditional. I was just kind of thrust into the data space, into the startup mm-hmm. environment with Silvertone. Um, and so for me, I really got my start with the technical side of things. And then I moved more into the communication communication side of things. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wouldn't be able to pull from some of my previous experiences and also some of what I've learned at High Point University um, studying business. Because, because you know, when, you, when you're in the business major, you hear a lot of these, these acumen, these more business acumen terms thrown mm-hmm. around pretty haphazardly. Um, but what, what's interesting to me is being able to use use those terms in a, in a real setting. And so that, that I've had the opportunity to do that at Silvertone with consulting engagements. That's why sometimes when people are first starting out, I recommend, I say, hey, uh, find, find an actual project that you can work on, wh- whether that's a pa- passion project or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. I think I just wanted to give you a little bit of the compliment. It's just because I already had an experience to talk with you several years ago. And I see the progress in the communication and the confidence, uh, the clear thoughts, and able um, really uh, to bring to the whole the communication some spark. So, really good job. Just Thank you. <laughs> well, it didn't. It didn't. The whole thing is it doesn't come easy. It comes with practice. I mean, that's that's why the recruiters is asking more. Years of experience. That's why. Yeah. So I've got a question for you from a yeah. recruiter's perspective. You know, some somebody who only maybe only has like zero to six months of, of a data experience, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're really struggling to find those real data sets to yep. work with. How would you suggest that they continue forward with their analytics journey? Absolutely. And especially nowadays, right? A lot of layoffs and what we're going to do. Right. Um, so... Again, like you just mentioned, you have to focus on showing your experience with the projects, with the live projects. So what I I used to start doing just last year, I'm collaborating with the different startups, has a lot of data, but they don't have enough money to uh, hire someone and analyze that. So I'm taking their data and giving it to my students. Mm. They are getting a complete, perfect example of how it will be if I already be hired, right? Because it it is a real project. Now, not only they got experience, but they can provide some new insights, business insights, or the approaches in the development of what their business already has. So if they see the value and see that, oh, my God, that's actually was a brilliant idea. Thank you so much. They are willing not only to pay them, but also hire. So it's both, both win. So number one, try to find whether the startup or just a data on the Kaggle and build the project. So you can list it in your resume. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, get handy with a different technologies that are right now popular, okay? 
So what is top three that I need to know for my role, for my future role? Um, set up your GitHub portfolio, okay? Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be messy. I see so many examples of super messy GitHub accounts. Just jumbled code, yeah. Um, no, it, it, first of all, there is not perfect the name. The name is uh, not obvious. It should be, remember, if you're applying for such job, your words are, should be very meaningful, okay? And they have should have a business value. Mm-hmm. Then if you're creating the repository, you have to create subfolders in there. So it will be structured, okay? Mm-hmm. Always, if you're winning new project, make the business requirements and say, this is my client or the client is me or just the users out on that platform. What kind of metrics I am going to analyze? What kind of techniques I'm going to use? So everything is structured. You know why? Because this is a structure of BRD, business requirement documents that a lot of data analysis data engineers are following when they're already hired and on the real um, work. So you yeah. already will be prepared. Yeah. We, we're doing a lot of the same, a lot of these things that you, you're mentioning that are really important things starting mm-hmm. out are things that we're doing in our course as well. And it's just, first mm-hmm. of all, working with real data in a team environment, which is really important to work in a team environment because mm-hmm. then you get the communicate. That's how you get to build the communication skills and the rapport is you, you work with others on a project. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, as far as, as far as working with real world data is concerned, you know, we, we try to draw uh, data sources from a number of different companies, you know, uh, logistics companies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, online marketing companies. You know, there's a number of different data sources you can pull from. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of people struggle is is trying to find uh, different places to expand to, uh, trying to find unique novel problems to solve. Um, how do you come up with those, those problems? How do you come up with like a, a unique, just like... I like... So uh, it's a little bit of different things. I like startups and I like to solve problems. So for me, it doesn't really matter what kind of, but since I was already like, how did I found the first startup to work with? Uh, Because it was already connected with what I am doing with the job search. Mm -hmm. So the data that we got, it was from one job board Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a company that are posting about the job salary, about the salaries for employees in the different states of United States and United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you as a client, if you buy that tool, you're able to see the range. What is the minimum max range in my state? I should pay to my employee. Mm-hmm. And now it's interesting to analyze. Wow. Okay based on the different positions and it's all it's not only tech it's everything servicing hotels healthcare law whatever so i when i started to giving it to the students i i saw the values like oh my god they actually got super cool ideas how to rebuild the whole model to optimize actually the the database that's number one it's a back end Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to the front end, 
I asked, I started asking business. This is what the first thing you need to do. And this is something you cannot ask in the Kaggle from your data set, right? Mm -hmm. There is no client sitting there, right? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but the no, thing no is... No data dictionary. <laughs> because this way you are practicing your customer orientation quality. Mm -hmm. You have always... Customer orientation, customer orientation quality. That's a big technical term. You want to expand on that a little bit? Customer obsession. It's a okay. customer obsession, basically, where yeah. you always asking what your customer needs. So mm -hmm. when I took the role as a lead on that project, I started to um, taking the requirements from the startup and asking, okay, what is something that you're missing right now in comparison with your competitors mm -hmm. in your tools? And he was right away, okay, we're missing this and this and this. And also I have this and this idea. Is it possible to implement? With the data that you have. <laughs> Correct. And yeah. then I, I'm pushing it to, again, to the student and we started brainstorming. But this is really a real-time experience. Like team, we have a team, everybody doing uh, his own tasks. Of course, you can do the same if you're like a uh, developer, but you will have definitely different approaches. Then me just leading and share and mentoring on each say, stage so they will have that support. They mm -hmm. will not be lost. And lastly, share their results because a lot of what I noticed, especially grad students, what their lack of, lack of seniority and what does that mean? They would rather spend like, four or five hours sitting on one problem trying to dig into that and it and, and they will be like drowning drowning <laughs> i was like why are you sitting and not asking take someone and ask for another approach to take a look from the completely different angle try to use uh google in a different uh types of the situation like ask different questions like this is something that you will never learn in the university. And also, you're trying to be good. The lack of risking, mm -hmm. thinking out of the box. Mm -hmm. And at work, you're always thinking out of the box. Yeah. There is no right or wrong answer. That doesn't exist. I'll, I'll, well, I'll give you, I want to expand a little bit uh -huh. on what you were talking about uh, just a second ago. I, I had a project, uh, it was about a year ago, where mm -hmm. I was stuck on, like you were talking about, stuck on one single problem for mm -hmm. like days, for like days, I yeah, was sitting here yeah. on this problem. And I was, I was kicking myself. I was like, oh, why can't I figure this out? Is, are my, yeah, is my code, dumb, is my, like, is my code wrong? What am I, what am I doing? Google's not even helping. Mm -hmm. And I, it was as simple as reaching out to my network, to somebody mm -hmm. who I was, I was really close to at the time. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Just do this. <laughs> See, you could resolve that in five minutes. Right, right. And and that's what's really important about having a strong network. And that's why we also also do LinkedIn coaching for, for yeah. Silvertone Analytics as well. Because, you know, the net, having a strong network is just as important as having your strong foundations. We're going to take a quick pause from the episode so that I can give you some more information about our career services program. 
Over the last four years, I have developed a very effective approach to teaching the foundations of analytics. And I've taken that same curriculum from my case studies and business analytics class at Greensboro College and turned it into a career services program. So if you've ever thought to yourself as you're listening to this podcast, man, John David students are really lucky. You can have a very similar experience to them. Just check the link in the description down below. My career services program offers you an analytics foundations curriculum. So this will shore up any gaps in knowledge that you might have in landing either a promotion or maybe even your very first analytics job. And then you get to work one-on-one with me to help build your personal brand. So we will look at your resume and also help you develop a customized portfolio. All right, let's get back to the episode. 100%, 100%. You cannot know everything, right? Even if you're Elon Musk. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So you you have to have uh, good communication. And as a data analyst, data engineer, you have to have that um, instinct right away. So I have just a rule, and I think a lot of people will agree. If you're spending more than two hours on just one task, forget it. Yeah. Leave it for now or parse it to someone, ask the question. Do not spend more. Just wasting yeah. the time. Wasting. Well, I, so mm-hmm. I want to bring this back to um, the, the interview and, and the job process. Yep. Um, Let's do it. So, so when our students are first applying, um, a lot of our students prefer to go for quantity of applications over quality mm-hmm. of applications. And that can be on, you know, LinkedIn or way up or whatever, indeed, whatever job site it is, Mm -hmm. Um, just getting your name out there and known. Um, Over time, do you do you feel like uh, it's more important to maybe build out like, you know, a personal brand first and then try to apply from there? Uh, You will be surprised. You'll be surprised because if I will go and um watch our first video with you Mm -hmm. i said about more quantity and i would like uh, focus on mm, yes polish your resume like and send it over Mm -hmm. but right now you have to more focus on created accomplishment stories in your resume mm-hmm. so now it's the qual- quality rather than the quantity what what changed there from a year and a half ago um so people realized that if they look at the resume just 10 seconds it's not gonna work yeah also that's why we see a lot of layoffs and um People right now focusing on quality. They do need a specialist who can do everything. Like da, 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 da. Right. So you need to spend, and that will actually help you during the interview. You need to spend more time in polishing your stories in the resume for, let's say, for one work experience, like uh, one uh, uh, bullet point should contain no more than two, three sentences. That's it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's starting with uh, the star form. Here's a t- situation or obstacles. Uh, this is how 
I was responsible, uh, not responsible, took the action to resolve that. And this is the result. Mm -hmm. Now, trying to avoid such actually worse. That's why I made that mistake right now. Said responsible. You, you always say, I am responsible, I am responsible. But this is not the action verb. Mm -hmm. There are many action words uh, depending on um, your industry that you're working at. Like if we're talking about the technical, activate, uh, build, calculate, centralize, decentralize, check, create, finish, generate, improve, inventory, and such. So mm -hmm. rather than saying responsible, say actionable verb, they are more powerful. Mm -hmm. Then um, you can focus on people sometimes think, okay, this is so hard to create the, the, the quantity um, type of the stories where you specifying the, the numbers, right? Quantify, because, quantifying the work that you've done, essentially. Correct. Yeah. Like uh, increase the sales by 33%, da, 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 da. but also you, you can focus on um, make it uh, powerful uh, by highlighting uh, your actions, uh, saying, I've been the first one who developed I was uh, uh, um, took the action when I didn't have like enough enough of the information. Mm -hmm. um, what else you can say? Mm, worked on the company largest account. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So exceeded exper uh, expectations. Exceeded expectations by was promoted, mm -hmm. uh, got a award, mm -hmm. created a global application for. Created so, a podcast for. <laughs> created a podcast. I was the only one, yes, like, or saying uh, from the associated went as a, um, how to correctly say, a moderator, right? Uh, a lead Ma of a, a podcast. Manager a manager yeah. for less than a year. Mm -hmm. So all that matters. So we didn't say numbers. I mean, just a year, yes. But we didn't uh, quantify in terms of what was the revenue, right? right? Right. Even though you do can say like maybe the users went up or uh, this is how many um, people reach out to us or this is how many uh, comments we got more. So I think it's a good idea to have a mix of a mix of both. Both, yes. the, both descriptive yes. work that you've done and yes. quantified work that you've done. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you you've talked a couple times now about about the current job market and about how you know there's there's a couple of layoffs happening right now. Um, yes. In in the industry, do you want to what what are you seeing from a recruiter's role? Is there like a decline in the amount of job offerings, or is it just that maybe they're consolidating some of these 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 positions together? Or... Well, um, definitely, it's not really a good timing we're all living at. Um, the economic that in in the right way that we would like it to be. Yeah. And during the COVID, all the big corporations 
uh, hired so many people, too many people. Mm-hmm. So what you could expect if now you cannot afford it or make your plan um, stable. So, of course, because of that, a lot of layoffs are happening. And, but if I am that, like, that person, you can ask me at the recruiter, for example, hey, do I need to actually apply right now, especially if I am not in that field yet, if I'm just the beginner? The answer will be a capital Y-E-S. Very strong one. Mm-hmm. If you really like doing this, this is a perfect timing because in a very stressful situation, you have a survival instinct turn on where now this is the time. Everything happens for the reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't had, maybe you were stuck already of what you were doing previously. Mm-hmm. And you need to move to another level. So here's the thing that like uh, the universe is giving you the sign. Now it's the time you want it more. You want it more money. This is the time actually to level up. So from that point, you have to start over of editing your resume. You, you do have to revise what kind of technologies, you know, you do want finally spend time on something you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Because before you were joining, like a lot of people, uh, of course, will tell that it is great to work for a big corporate company, but it's a lot of work. It's a very busy environment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have time for self-development. And then another uh, section, the last one, you have to focus on how to go to the interview again. Okay. This yeah. is again a kindergarten. So you are, again, self-learning. There are things that have been changed. You have to um, start your self-possession and as how I can sell myself, but not only sell. This is a lot of people trying to focus. How I can help to the company that I'm trying to apply to. Right. If you will start changing that kind of thoughts in your mind, you will be hurt mm-hmm. because right now people will be fearlessly because they're all different situation. I completely understand somebody is afraid to lose, to lose their visa and go back uh, to somewhere abroad, somewhere just giving the birth the next day saying you're laid off. Right. Yeah, well, one of our one of our new team members actually just just had a kid, uh, Katie. How so, crazy is that, right? Yeah, no. So it's a lot of stress, and the people are differently um, really reacting to this. But every stress needs to be admitted. You're admitting this is the first phase, mm-hmm. and second, it's the action. There should be no really fear. Or saying, or I'm super poor. Oh my God, how this has happened in with me in my life. Well, okay? it's 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 You're, a mental it's a mental change. Of course, yeah. So you have to really create a plan, really a plan, like you already working, like literally, because mm-hmm. this is tricking your brain. It's like you're still there, 
but on a new place. But you're making a progress and working on yourself right now, investing. So planning on the resume setup, the job boards that I have to uh, focus on, preparing the interview while they're reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. And adding new technologies is you look at those job positions that they require more than you have mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. this is the plan. Be very consistent. And again, if you're in this field, that means data oriented and detailed. Get a lot of attention to job description. If you want to specifically focus on um, um, a, a specific industries like healthcare, um, the finance, you have to get that knowledge from those interests and include those key stories within your resume. So mm-hmm. you will catch their eye. That's it. So mm-hmm. your your resume, I I, I will exor- agree with you for the most part, except towards the end there when you say get the stories on your resume because I think okay certain I think certain stories can fit on a resume really well. Okay. Um, but when when you've got you know you've got this one or two pages of information, you're trying to condense it all. Um, no, it, it should be short, not yeah. big. No. Right. Yeah. It might be difficult to get some all of those stories out on the page. And you don't want to share all of them. No. No, oh, right. You, cannot, yeah. you don't want to share. Just bring just a hint, a little bit, because you want to be asked in details. So how exactly you made it? Right. I, I, I saw in your resume you did this and this and this. Um, the main thing I would still um, emphasize is the summary at the top. This mm-hmm. is your pitch. Three, four, or five uh, sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, how many experience in what field, how you can help, and what is your major? Like, where are you really good? Yeah. And then the areas of expertise, lining out the list of the technologies that you've been working with. Because yeah. most most of the time, like if you will look at Indeed, Glassdoor, they, you will be catched with your uh, resume if there will be one-to-one relationship between the skills that assigning at the job post with your resume that you mm-hmm. are uploading there. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. You you there's each of the listings, the the company has a list of skills that they're looking for. Correct. And then you can add those on to your indeed yes. your profile, for example. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's something I've been I, I I'm actually just uh getting ready to get into the job search myself. Um as I have been working I've been working with Silvertone for a long time. Uh, this is awesome. And I'm still planning on being on the podcast, of course, but it it is time to find that next step in life. And so, 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 what's something you're missing? Is it the challenges and new it's, challenges it's that sequel, you're missing? It's sequel knowledge. <laughs> okay, it's so you missing. know sequel. I, I know enough to be dangerous with sequel, but I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call myself a sequel expert by any means. So you you're saying that you have a, a great knowledge of SQL and you want to expand it to another company because you don't have enough of progression and the mentors who can lead you to more. Am I correct? Well, I would say I w- that John David doesn't, he's, uh, he would admit this himself. He mm-hmm. is not a SQL 
expert. He doesn't know that's outside of his realm of expertise. Yes. He's much more in the realm of the communication and yes. some of the visual. Like I said, a sale person. Yes. Right, right. And so it, as I, I'm not, I've got that experience as well. And I, and I, mm -hmm. I'm happy to have it. Um, but why not add on more? You know, correct. Why not find that next thing to work on? And I think that is the direction that I'm moving towards is SQL and, and Python work because I've, I've got a little bit in, got a little bit in of each, but need to move move on to that next. You step. have to put all your hands into that and really working on uh, the function starting from the beginning, how that it's set up. And then it's it's like with the language, okay? If I will stop speaking English, I'll go back to my Russian language mm -hmm. because I don't have the experience. Right. So every day you spend in a little bit of time on learning new function and applying to the project that you are building. Let's say you pick something from Kaggle, you upload it, created your database, and then you're asking the business questions to the database that you just built using the SQL function that you just learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it will be more handy. Otherwise, the people always just reading, reading, reading. But then when you're asking them the question, so how I can actually clean the data? How I can find the duplicates? Yeah. Now you're asking, okay, finding the duplicates. Let me research how to do that and apply to my data so I can actually check if that's going to work. Yeah, well, thinking back to when I was first learning Tableau and Power BI, mm -hmm. for example, those kinds of things happened all the time where you ask mm -hmm. yourself, oh, is this is this tool capable of, of doing this? Oh, it is? Great. How do I do it? Oh, it isn't? What do I have to learn to be able to answer this question? That's, that's how you... I'm in with the question first yeah. and then uh, working on like the problem. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree. So, all right. So we've mm -hmm. been talking about getting hired, getting your foot in the mm -hmm. door. Let's say you've got your foot in the door, right? So you've, mm -hmm. you've already been talking maybe with a recruiter. You've had the call with them, uh, the informal interview. How do you move forward through that next step? The next step is setting up and be prepared for interview process, okay? This is where you have to start from the beginning if you didn't do that for a long time, for example. You have to, again, this is where you definitely have to create your accomplishment stories and you have to uh, sound just normal, very confident. Yeah. yeah. Without the shake or our parasite words, okay? Mm -hmm. Our parasite words, it's not only the sounds uh, uh, <laughs> like this, yeah. but also if we're talking about such jobs as data engineer, data analysis, we don't like such words in terms as severals, etc. You need to be more specific, not exact. even a little bit. Yeah, exact, exactly. <laughs> you need to say not several technologies. I've been working with AWS, Redshift, S3 Bucket, 
data creep, Tableau, mm -hmm. Power BI, and uh, advanced uh, Excel um, visual macro. Macros, functions, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This way, you given an opportunity for interviewer ask your next additional questions. Mm -hmm. So what exactly did you learn in Tableau or what kind of experience you have with the Tableau? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you have to take at least top 10 in each of the technologies and share it with the interviewer. Mm -hmm. Windows function how to create and build um, sub-queries, mm -hmm. uh, common data expressions, how you can support database. In most case scenarios, interviews, the people will still be asking you, how do you prepare the data? Yeah. This is the most favorable <laughs> and it's beautiful questions. And really a good way to say, to explain it, um, you can start with, with my type of the experience and what I have seen previously and been working myself. There are different layers and levels of cleaning the data. If we're talking about the back end first, we need to focus on what kind of functions we can use, SQL questions we, we can use to our raw data in order to bring it cleaned in our database. Mm -hmm. And that's called data store procedures, where are you applying several techniques? I said several, no, exact techniques on the ETL level where you clean in the data, okay? Then after doing this, you can check on the front end where you have the duplicates, where you have nulls, where you have special characters. And you have to say that you are doing those data preparation checks every time you are building a dashboard. Mm -hmm. Not not because somebody told you that mm -mm. it's already in your gut feeling right it's already it's like you okay. know something's wrong here no just the COVID. i have to clean my hands first yeah before to touch the food and yeah. prepare it to the table mm -hmm. so we're cleaning first and then i'm going preparing this way this show not only your level of expertise, but the seniority in front of your uh, future employers. They'll yeah. be like, wow. Okay. He's thinking ahead of the time. He's forecasting. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people uh, have a hard time conceptualizing what types of questions they're going to be asked in the interview setting, mm -hmm. um, especially in data, because, you know, every, Listen, every, yeah, sure, every interview is going to be broadly similar, but some of them might have, you know, technical interviews. Yep. Some of them might have, like, like you're saying, a more informal style, and then they'll they'll send you like an exam or something to take. Some it's kind of like assessment. Yep. Yeah, some kind of accept, maybe like an Excel ass assessment, for example. Yep. That's a pretty popular one, I think. Um, so they they don't really think about the questions, so they have a hard time developing 
successful and confident uh, stories to tell in the interview setting. Yep, yep. Um, so do those stories, for from your perspective, how about this? Would you yeah. mind giving an example of a confident uh, data story that you could tell? I know you're <laughs> as as if I was an interviewer. I mean, you're, I, you're I basically have many, right? So, um, but this is something that I'm uh, teaching during my uh, course, which is one month and a half only, where mm -hmm. I'm preparing for the interview. Mm -hmm. So we have an interview mock-up sessions. So like like this, like right now. Mm -hmm. So if I would be you, for example, so I would not say about me because my level of expertise will will be just a different from yours, right? Right. Well, so it's, it, you're, it, much more, you're much more experienced than I am. Correct. So it's not fair. Right. So let me try different, uh, do differently and help you to create the story. So oh, now, mm -hmm, so you tell you have to tell me about their achievement accomplishment that you're proud of and then yeah. after we can make it in a beautiful story sure so mm -hmm. uh i'm sure some longtime viewers have heard this story before um okay. but i i had worked with a uh a pest control company as a as a consultant for silvertone about mm -hmm. about a year ago at this point um and one of the uh problems i was tasked with was to create a pro forma sheet so they wanted to figure out whether or not uh, locations, uh, new locations for their pest control service, um, what what the net three years out that location's revenue costs, uh, call times for customers, uh, what some of those major KPIs for their company would look like over three years. And so in order to solve that problem, I had to come up with a, a, a level of detail expression uh, in order to do year-over-year -year, uh, data analysis in Tableau um, over three years. So not only comparing from one year to the next, but comparing from that next year to the following one. And so I was able to uh, construct a date trunk, uh, long, complicated, technical uh Tableau function that allowed for that pro forma to, to come into existence. And the, uh, the then CFO of the company uh, used that, um, that dashboard that I constructed, the pro forma sheet, uh, to help boost his own career. He actually got a promotion from the job that me and him did. And so it, it, it helped them generate a significantly more, uh, a higher amount of revenue. I, I don't have the number right off the top of my head. I, if I, if I was, if I was going into the interview, I would have the number ready, but, uh, essentially, but he, yeah, that's, but here's the thing. You actually nailed it. <laughs> that was actually good. It already <laughs> actually gave me hundred percent. Um, it's like, I can relate. I I, yeah. I, tr I I trust you and believe you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a true story. And the, and the whole thing is, is that not but here's only... here's the thing. A lot of people don't really believe in what they're saying. Right. One of the big surprises, uh, my one of my students uh, uh, yesterday called me and saying, Marina, I'm studying 
uh, re-listing our recordings. And I might say that I was so bad at the beginning. I cannot believe that I even said those words and I would not hire myself. <laughs> but it, it took for the person not to believe me because I said like all the mistakes. But when you hear yourself, it's actually a good um, a hint. If you want to get better during the interview, make a recording of your stories and then listen yourself. And then ask yourself a question, really honest. Do you believe yourself what you just said or not? Mm -hmm. Because if you would hear right now you, you will be believe you. <laughs> so let me ask then just a different questions, okay? Sure. What was something uh, in during your experience that you said that you saw didn't work out, and you needed to convince your business to make the changes? What was the situation, and what was your actions? Yeah, I can answer that pretty readily, actually, because this was just a recent engagement that I took okay. on with a, a ticket resale company. Um, they were based in New York. And something that they were looking for was a was data mapping, basic data mapping for uh, different venues, different uh, venues that they would sell at. So they wanted like uh, seat arrangements for specific venues. Mm -hmm. However, uh, they didn't have they didn't have the appropriate data to fill that out. They did not have the specific row seat number. Um, it, I, and plus, I don't have access to every single Coliseum's uh, seating arrangement readily. And so mm -hmm. I let them know. I said, hey, hey, listen, guys, uh, I would love to do this for you. But unfortunately, I don't have this data. Is this something that you guys have through your point of sale system or, or something like that? And mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, we, we, we kind of got stuck there because the data just wasn't there. And so that was a problem that I encountered um, and I had to... The, the, the method by which I guess I sort of solved the problem was I just, you know, I let them know, hey, listen, guys, uh, you don't have the data for it. And I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I can help you collect the data. Um, but yeah, there's nothing I can't do nothing. I can't do everything with nothing, essentially. But that does that kind of answer your question? Is that what you're looking for? Or not? Quite? Okay, not quite. So this is where you lost a little bit of the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. Uh, the start was great. You identified the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, from the seniority level of the type, when you're bringing the issue to the stakeholders, to the business, they just don't want to hear everything is bad. <laughs> what they want to hear is, but here's what's going to happen, guys. I got you. I yeah. have a plan how to solve it. So if you would come up with a plan how to solve it, you know what, in your case, and I know that because I've been working with the mappings mm -hmm. and there was, moreover, there was the same question during the assessment from one client to my friend, but she's working as a project manager. Mm -hmm. So this is in your uh, duty to go back to showcase how you can go back to the client 
and in a good manner, create the email with the right communication. We do understand that you send us this and you expect the finished service, but in order for us to proceed with the next um, step, we have to get the data in this in this format. If you need a help, we are more than welcome to assist you and help you all reach out. We can set up the call and such. You see the difference? So I they do. didn't hear that, but they do want to hear that because they're also shocked and they don't know how, what to do. <laughs> and so this goes this goes to show everybody listening helps to have a great network because Marina just thought of that and I didn't think of it. So there you go. Yes, yes. It's so just, next time, and also that will connect with any type of the questions during the interview. Never say just no, okay? Yeah. No. No, <laughs> everybody say, okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, no, but I think from my experience or I'm, I have a gut feeling that because I've been working with this and this, it might apply to the same situation here. So mm -hmm. think or saying the words, thinking out of the box, yeah. this is how we can try it on. And plan B, if this doesn't work, we can apply this and this. Yeah. And you know, this it, that, we're mentioning it in a very specific data-oriented mindset, mm -hmm. but you can reference any of your previous experiences, you know, in your any. current job. Literally you any can of them. Waiter yeah. or anything. Like, so, think, I, I'm thinking back to, you know, I used to work at uh, as a concierge worker, just a concierge guy, you know, answering questions all day. And you think, oh... What does that have anything to do with data? Well, hundred percent. hundred percent. It's a service-oriented mindset. It's it's answering questions all day. It's, it's better than even call center. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. Constantly, and the people are different. So, like, you need to have um, really good communication skills. And right. also, um, there was a really good uh, story. So the guy in his after his forties got a job, a really good job as a salesperson, finally, mm. in Hallmark, mm -hmm. Hallmark gift cards company, if mm -hmm. somebody outside of uh, United States. Um, and then he had a very challenging task. They asked him to find a new sales market. And that... Uh, brought him a challenge because it was a super busy time. So he went down the street, just like, like I said, if you cannot capable of working on your task more than two hours, forget it, go do moving. something else. <laughs> yes. So he went outside, you know, the first thing, almost the first thing that he saw when he was walking, a prison. You see the prison, he going inside and ask them if they have any delivery gift cards services. And it appears that no, they don't. <laughs> the one person increased the whole company's whole work in several months by 6% of revenue. Wow. Opening a new market. So it's always something new to discover. You just need to start thinking risky and have just a new ideas. 
there again you should just know there is no right or wrong answer that doesn't exist yeah yeah that's all yeah mm -hmm. you know as we've been talking here i realized we are kind of covering the star method just by talking where we talked exactly. about we talked about the situation which was like getting laid off something like mm -hmm. that um the task relocate or re-educate mm -hmm. uh and learn to interview again approach approach well what what, what, what help me out here so so wait. i'll start with the yeah. situation and obstacles okay. then our actions and the results so as for right now we're all being in the face of situation but remember when they say you cannot spend more than 20 percent when describing in your story about the situation because your interviewer getting bored does right. it clear so there should be no more talks about your layoff already everybody knows about it what next now it is the obstacles okay a little obstacles is that you need to re-edit and update your resume and probably get a little bit handy with new technologies or get better with the interview technical uh storytelling uh and such revisit old technologies as well things that you may have forgotten Correct. i know all the time when i go back from ta tableau to power bi uh sometimes power bi looks like a foreign language to me exactly yeah L like we just said you have to always speak on the language Right. Then after you start applying, applying as much as possible. Also being tactical. If you're really good in just particular industry, just hit that industry. There's several job boards that are specifically for healthcare. Now, there are several boards specifically for just Boston area, plus remote from there, okay? Mm -hmm. People are just sometimes from the shock like they're so shocked that they cannot just get out from the linkedin but hey wake up linkedin it's it's for the networking not for applying the job okay right stop doing some and chasing more if you see again coming back to the store if it doesn't work two hours or two three days forget about that website mm -hmm go to another one yeah but please make a real expectations in your head if you are applying one day that means you will get your first notification at least four or five days later just be patient because there's a lot many uh candidates applying at the same time that's why it said uh i said focus on more regional website job boards than others that are global because you have more chances to be seen maybe you also need uh to target uh specific uh startups give me a sec second i think i have the better look no, no problem <laughs> Uh, maybe you need to focus on the startups because mm -hmm. the startups also need like uh, to really to hire the people. But um, 
they are less uh, seen than big corporate corporate mm -hmm. companies, right? Mm -hmm. Uh oh, <laughs> looks like uh, looks like Marina is kind of lagging out here with uh, with the whole plugging in the laptop thing. Um, we're still recording, <laughs> but listen, we can't. It's hard to go an entire podcast episode without some kind of technical difficulty. I'm very interested to hear what Marina has to say uh, when she get, gets back at her back. Hello, <laughs> welcome back. back. I don't worry. I was I was uh, I was riffing. So we're still recording. We're still in it. <laughs> Let me try. How I, I cannot see myself right now. Oh, one second. Okay. There we go. We're good. Uh, we're good. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> This is what technology means, and you have to be careful about your battery. So um, <laughs> get prepared if something like this happened during the interview. <laughs> you are showing about um, how you can get prepared to uh, like to obstacles, to the issues, right. how you can fast resolve it, still feel calm, confident, you're taking care about the situation. So it's also like maybe sometimes you can just do it, uh, just trick it, the system and do it on purpose during the. Well, it's a, it's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of crisis management. You know, it's an unexpected, it's an unexpected yes. event. Yes. There you go. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a plan for it. True. <laughs> um, but what what were you? Do you recall what you were speaking about about before we broke mm -hmm. up? So uh, basically, uh, we. Uh, focused on our last step, like almost last step, where now you have to prepare for the interviews. This is your actions. And this is where you are creating, again, as we are revising, um, the powerful uh, accomplishment stories with the numbers qualifying mm -hmm. and quantifying both. As yeah. we just discovered it's great to have both of them saying about your achievements. You uh, develop something as like your first one or you were rewarded. Do not say responsible, but more actionable verbs. Mm -hmm. Then after you have to target your uh, employer and research about what that company is doing and focus what is described in that job position use those keywords during your speech during the in your interview not only it's psychological things when if we're repeating or acting or breathing as our interviewer we're already on the same page mm -hmm. he is feeling comfortable I am feeling comfortable. So we're already kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Then at the same time now, if I'm speaking the same alphabet, the same keywords that you want to hear, because every time they they have in front of them their job description and your resume. So how you are mapped to one each other and can we marry you, right? Mm -hmm. So they will be looking at the keywords that you're using. Then again, the confidence, not 
saying a word about I am I'm so miserable. I, I, I was laid off and I don't know what to do. Give me anything. Give me like even less money. <laughs> do not say it. First of all, say, you know, I'm really grateful for that opportunity that I had. And it looks like it is right now just a new level, new higher level that I have to go through. And I am grateful for that. And I'm so expired or inspired. And um, I already started learning this and this. And it's actually got me so many ideas how I can help you to your company. So I am right now having a super hype. And this is great. Maybe this is something that with a lot of people should, should happen at some time. So to get them out of their comfort zone and they will feel a new relief, like you said, like it's not enough already sequel for me at where I'm doing because I don't feel, and I had that at my previous work. I felt there is not much leaders more technical that I can grow together with, where mm -hmm. I can learn more. Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's time to change something. It, it, it's time to move forward. Yeah. So this is your next steps. And then after, once you get the place, share your ideas. So along the way of the planning, every day should be planned for you as for right now because it's your full-time job to go to the interviews and apply. That means you have to set up the calls, how many applications you want to submit every day. Second, how to create the stories, really, really thinking about them. Hmm. Then... Uh, applying new technologies, maybe creating on the line, um, during the line, uh, new projects using new data, maybe collaborate with others, uh, mentorship programs and applying their data from the startups, for example, like I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And after um, preparing for their interviews, also networking, ask the leaders in your group if they can recommend you because if we're there's active and passive uh candidates exist in the world so active is the one who is applying himself uh whether on a website official website or on the job boards mm -hmm. and there is a passive where i'm coming through the referrals right so the passive uh, candidates are more likely will be reach out their recruiters much faster. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have the opportunity to reach out the people who can give you the referral, not only this good, because you can ask them, Hey, can you s scroll down my resume and give me the second opinion from mine? If it looks good and if it's ready to go. Because I sometimes doing this all the time, and I actually find a super cool comment. Yeah, it was not obvious for me. Right. But well, this get, is awesome. It. It's critique is great. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no yes. reason to not get a second, third, and fourth opinion on everything. As far as I'm concerned, as, correct. It, it's, it can't hurt. It can't correct. hurt to get more people's correct. Opinions. So. Um, uh, just asking for the feedback and ask for the referral and you will 
you're ready to go. But again, all of this can be achieved without a fear, okay? This is the, the, the main thing I wanted to point out. Yes, technical skills are very important. But when you are in the fear of unstable things, the, 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 the whole world is collapsing, why I've been, been doing in this situation, you will get more of that. The more, uh, think about the quantitative physics, the more you, you talk and feel positivity, the more it will come back to you. So yes. the fear is out. Now you're a fighter and you have to prove something, a proof that you are good. And yeah. there are many companies that need your help and you're badass and you have to just show it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that uh, that's uh, the last motivation speech that well, I was going to I was, to I was, I was gonna say, I can't think of like a better possible send off from this episode other than like the pep talk that you just gave. I know. But yeah, that was, oh, wow. That was incredible. That was great. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, this was this was a really fun episode. I hope everyone enjoyed watching. Um, if if somebody did want to reach out to you to to get to know you better, to know your course, what's the best way to reach Absolutely. out to you? Reach out to my LinkedIn, and from that we can DM in um, in a personal um, chat. So everything's Perfect. good. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, Marina, uh, thank you so much for joining thank me on you. the podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure yeah, to talk, talk to you again. Till next time. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.